Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 5th of June. Now, on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1724 and we travel to England where an Anglican priest whose homilies led to rioting and the passing of the Riot Act died. Reverend Henry Sasha Varel had become famous in England for preaching an incendiary sermon on the 5th of November. Impeached by the House of Commons, he was found guilty and was suspended for three years. And the sermons that he was on trial for were burnt at the Royal Exchange. However, this made him a martyr in the eyes of many and brought about riots that year in London and then in the rest of the country, which included attacks on Presbyterian and other dissenter places of worship, with some being burnt down. The rioting in turn led to the downfall of the government later that year and the passing of the Riot Act in 1714. Henry came from a complicated family in a turbulent time. His clergyman father Joshua died early on in his life. And his maternal grandfather, Henry Smith, after who he was possibly named, is recorded as being a signatory on King Charles I's death warrant. See the podcast of January the 30th. The country was still traumatised by this act of regicide carried out by Cromwell and his new model army. And Henry's relations included what he labelled as his fanatic kindred. His great-grandfather John was a rector, three of whom sons were Presbyterians. One of them had been ejected from his vicarage at the restoration of the monarchy and had died in prison after being convicted for preaching at a dissenting meeting. However, Henry was more proud of his distant relatives who were Midlands landed gentry that had supported the royalist cause during the Civil War. And it was in this traumatic political time that the mind of the young man was formed and his personality. And in July 1701, he was elected a fellow of Magdalen College. But his overbearing, disrespectful self-confidence and arrogance won him few friends. He soon achieved notoriety as a high church preacher. In May 1702, when he gave a sermon entitled The Political Union, on the necessity of the union between church and state and denigrating dissenters and their Whig supporters. His peroration included an appeal to Anglicans not to strike sail to a party which is open and an avowed enemy to our communion, but instead to hang out the bloody flag and banner of defiance. 
he gained a small London readership. And Daniel Defoe labelled him as the bloody flag officer. The Whigs were a political party who, between the 1680s and the 1850s, contested power with their rivals, the Tories. Their origin lay in opposition to absolute monarchy, and they supported a parliamentary system, and they were the standing enemies of the Stuart kings and pretenders, who were Roman Catholic. The Whigs took full control of the government in 1715, and remained totally dominant until King George III came to the throne in 1760 and allowed the Tories back in. The Whig supremacy was enabled by the failed Jacobite writing, rising of 1715, by the, encouraged by Tory rebels. See the pod of April 16th. And the Whigs thoroughly purged the Tories from all major positions in government, the army, the church, the legal profession and local officers. The party's hold on power was so strong and durable that historians refer to this period as the age of the Whig oligarchy. And the first great leader of the Whigs was Robert Walpole, who is widely considered to be the first de facto Prime Minister of the United Kingdom and maintained control of the government for 20 years. Reverend Sasha Farrell was a strong Tory and was very suspicious of dissenters and Whigs. And the 5th of November was an important day in the Whig calendar, being both the day of the gunpowder plot of the 5th of November 1605 and also of William of Orange's landing in Torbay on the 5th of November 1688. Whigs claimed both these days as a double deliverance, from Popery. Sasha Varel's audience for his incendiary sermon included 30 clergymen and a large number of Jacobites and non-jurors who had refused to swear allegiance to William or Mary and abjured the Stuarts. Prior to his sermon, prayers and hymns were delivered and the witness saw Sasha Varel sitting with the clergy working himself up into an angry mood, describing the fiery red that overspread his face and the goggling wildness of his eyes. He came into the pulpit like a sibyl to the mouth of her cave. The title of his sermon, The Perils of False Brethren in Church and State, was derived from Paul's letter to Corinthians 11.26, where he warned of divisions within the church. In his sermon, he started with the threat to the church from Catholics, which was dealt with in a mere three minutes. The rest of the one-and-a-half-hour sermon was an attack on dissenters and the false brethren, who aided them in menacing church and state. Sasha Varel ended the sermon by exhorting Anglicans to close ranks and to present an army of banners to our enemies. As Sasha Varel left St Paul's and travelled through the city, he was cheered by a crowd. The joke during the rounds was that St Paul's was on fire on Saturday.
Sasha Varel had prepared the sermon for publication and consulted three lawyers who all claimed it breached neither common nor civil law. And on the 25th of November, the sermon was printed, the first edition being for 500 copies. On the 1st of December, a week later, the second edition came off the press and numbered 30 to 40,000 copies. And by the end of his trial, an estimated 100,000 copies of his sermon were in circulation. And the conservative estimate of the people who read it is a quarter of a million, which would, would have been equal to the whole electorate of Britain at that time. There has been no parallel to this in the early 18th century Britain. After his trial, his light punishment was seen as a vindication and he became a popular figure in the country, contributing to the Tories' landslide victory at the general election of 1710. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the life of John Polkinghorne, who was ordained a priest after a notable career in theoretical physics. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Visit us on www.pogp.net If you'd like to contact us to request a topic or ask any questions, then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com. Have a lovely day wherever you are, and thanks for listening.